0: Hey guys, Naya here. Welcome back to my podcast. Today I wanted to review acute phylo So for this guy, um, basically an infection spreads from the bladder to the ureters and then to the kidneys. So this is commonly through the vesicle urethral urethral reflux. Um, So... The reflux basically results from congenital weakness at the junction of the ureters and the bladder, and then the, bla- and then the bladder, and then the bacteria is reflux to the intrarenal tissues, which then create colonies of infections within 48 hours of that um, bacterial cultures traveling up the ureters into the kidneys. So the bacteria attaches to the epithelium and then this leads to inflammation um, response in those areas. So the um, chemokines are released, and then they attach to neutrophil-activating chemokines receptors, which then alter the epithelial barrier. This allows polymorphic nuclear um, leukocytes to cross into the urine, and then the bacteria invade the renal Um, parachyma and then female anatomy allows for a higher incidence of this sort of infection so causes are um, basically are um, any urinary bacterial infection like any bacteria that's sitting in the lower part of the urinary system can travel up into the kidneys so E. coli is a very common colonizing organism there And then other gram-negative causative agents, um, which can include Klebsiella, um, Colostrum, Pseudomonas, Enterobacter, Enterobacter. And then other causative agents include Enterococcus, Strephalococcus, and Candida. So risk factors, being females, unfortunately, you're at higher risk. And then other risk factors, invasive renal procedures that involve instrumentation, such as a cystoscopy, um, hematogenic infections are also risk factors, such as um, sepsis. For women, sexual activity of more than three times per week within the past 30 days can put them at risk for developing it. Um, If you use a spermicide um, agent, that can cause it. Pregnancy can cause it. Neurogenic bladder can put you at risk. I should say cause it, it at risk. Um, structural urinary tract abnormalities can put you at risk. Lower urinary tract infection can put you at risk. If you have a fully um a Foley catheter in, that can put you at risk. If you have kidney stones, that can put you at risk. Um, prosthetic enlargement, so when the prostate gets larger and um, compresses, um, it can put you at risk. Stress incontinence, diabetes mellitus, darn diabetes puts you at risk for so many things. Um, Acute bilonephritis within the past year. Like if you've had it, you're at greater risk for having it again, unfortunately. Um, So acute bilonephritis is more common in women than in men. It's common um, more in people over the age of 50. Um, It occurs in about 20-30% to of women that are pregnant um, they might experience asymptomatic um, bacteremia well not bacteremia bacteriorea so like bacteria in the urine not bacteria in the blood complications um, renal colliculi acute kidney injury renal abscess renal papillary necrosis um, multi-system infection sepsis chronic bilonephritis, or renal damage. Um, what else can you get? Uh, cystitis, hypertension, kidney scarring is a complication. So assessment history for signs, you're looking for signs and symptoms that develop rapidly over a few hours or a few days. The classic triad of symptoms is fever. Um, they could also have costovertebral angle pain. Nausea, that may be accompanied by vomiting. Pain over one or both kidneys. Um, Occasionally, they might get suprapubic pain. And then also urinary urgency and frequency also can um, be assigned. Dysuria, nocturia, um, hematuria. And then anorexia. This is like acute anorexia, not like a chronic anorexia. Diarrhea fatigue malaise weakness chills rigors with moist skin um change in mental status This is like a severe form of infection that has was in the kidneys and now has become system wide so now they are septic and then the change in mental status results from that um, system-wide infection so physical findings pain on um Blank palpation, usually over the um, affected kidney, although it may be bilateral pain. Super people tenderness. They could have um, cloudy, purulent urine. Gross hematuria, like um, by gross hematuria, is like you can see blood in the urine. Like when they pee, they might get oliguria. This is where the kidney, like stops producing a lot of urine and it's like you're getting drops of urine every hour like maybe 15 10 mils and then dysuria nocturia um, frequent urination ammonia like or fishy odor to urine and then if fever is present commonly it's greater than 37.8 or higher this may be absent in older adults so geriatrics They might get shaking chills, irritability, sepsis as I mentioned, system-wide infection. Gastrointestinal signs include inadequate weight gain or loss. Um, They could have jaundice or gray skin. This is more for infants and children, not adults. And then negative pelvic examination findings in females to rule out pelvic inflammatory disease. And then you might get urethral discharge in men for this. So for testing, um, you can do urinalysis, urine culture, sensitivity, might reveal par, I, can I speak? Um, might reveal pyuria, and then significant bacter- like bacteria in the urine, and then they might have low specific gravity and osmolality, Um, slightly alkaline urine pH or um, protein in the urine. They might get also um, glucose in the urine and ketones in the urine. These are less common. And then um, if they have microscopic hematuria, like can't be seen by the naked eye, but when they're tested, you can see evidence of red blood cells in the urine. This might um, suggest that there's some urine stones or crystals. Um, You probably will be looking at that white blood cell count just to suggest an infection is going on and then they might do blood cultures to um, specifically locate the type of bacteria that's causing the infection. For imaging, they could do a kidney, ureter, bladder radiography which might reveal stones, tumors, or cysts in the kidneys or the urinary tract. They could do a CT scanning of the kidneys, which could identify changes in renal um, parachymal perfusion or evidence of um, perinephritic fluid. Also, ultrasound identifies abscess and obstruction and nephritis. Treatment could be identification and correction of predisposing factors for infections such as obstruction or a urinary stone. IV fluids will be given to treat or prevent um, dehydration in the patient who can't ingest enough oral fluids, or if they have developed sepsis, they will be resuscitated with fluids. And then, of course, always um, deep vein thrombosis prophylaxis um, so that they don't develop clots, which then travel places where they could cause bigger problems like the brain, um, diet, of course, increase fluids, increase fluids, rest for the patient in the initial period and then gradually increase activity as infection resolves. And then of course, they might be off work for a bit of time after, um, all this is resolved. Medications, a seven to 14 day course of IV or oral antibiotics, um, they might get saprofloxin, flock and they might get a couple of different agents depending on the bug and what we're trying to um, kill off in terms of infection and then of course analgesics analgesics because they might be in pain. Uh, what else what else? They also could do surgery if it's really bad um, they could do percutaneous or open drain of an abscess like if an abscess has formed from this infection. Um, or they could remove something that's obstructing the um, kidneys or the ureters. Uh, What else? So, nursing considerations, give prescribed drugs, such as antibiotics, of course, um, urinary analgesics, or just regular analgesics. um, Ensure that you have IV access for treatment of fluids and medications. And then inspect the urine for color, clarity, amount, and odor. Remove any indwelling catheter as soon as possible to prevent further risk of the patient having more infections. Screen for and assess the patient for pain. You're treating the pain obviously, reassessing it to see if your management is adequate. And then um, measures to reduce body temperature, like if they're having a fever such as putting light clothing on them, using cooling blankets when necessary, and of course giving them Tylenol. What else? Encouraging bed rest and activity limitation during therapy, and then gradually um, helping them increase their mobility once their acute phase is resolving um let's see let's see encouraging the patient to increase their fluid intake if they can still take enough water in orally otherwise you might just have to give them more iv fluids to keep them hydrated and then of course um importance of just teaching about the their hygiene practices to prevent any um, future or further infections from that area Uh, let's see what else. And then if you need to send further urine cultures or blood cultures, you can do that too. So we're monitoring vitals. We're monitoring their pain and how effective our interventions are. We're monitoring their ins and outs. Um, we're looking at the characteristics of their urine. We're looking at the pattern of urination. We're doing daily weights. And then we're looking for results of our urine cultures and any other renal function tests that we might have sent. And that is it for acute pyelonephritis. Uh, nephrosis nephritis. You can tell words are hard, obviously. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope that was helpful. Please feel free to leave a comment, um, leave a rating. really helps me understand um, what you guys like and what you want me to um, cover more in future episodes. Alright, otherwise, we will see you later. Bye now.